Hey, welcome to See It and Feel It with Dr. Brett. And I'm Dr. Brett, and I'm here today with Zach Rance, a real estate guy, an entrepreneur, right? Um, triathlete, a podcaster. I mean, you're kind of interesting. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you, Dr. Brett. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome, man. So you found me by looking at my, I have these Dr. Brett vanity plates. It's kind of fun. And you were like doing your thing at the beach mm -hmm. in Jupiter That's running right. by yep. and you snagged me that way. I asked, mm -hmm. hey, what kind of doctor are you? Yep. Is that, you know, something you do a lot? Like, how's that work? You know, I kind of just... liked it. I appreciate that. I kind of just listen to my gut. You know, yeah. I do say hi to the people in the elevator and I ask the public's cashier how they're doing. What are they doing this weekend? Just to have a conversation. It feels good to just talk to people, get to know someone, you know. But uh, I saw your lifespace, Dr. Brett, and I saw you unloading the fishing poles. And I just felt called to talk to you. Yeah, it's funny because whenever I go to the beach, I take the dog every morning during the week and I have to have the fish poles just in case because you never know. Because <laughs> one time I got caught with like a little pole and I was out there in a mullet school, snagged a mullet, put them on live. And I only had my little pole, not the big one. Mm -hmm. And then I got a hundred pound tarp and he just ripped out all the line oh. and I was done. Like literally it was a 10 second experience of pure joy. But then I realized, I'm, you know, I had no, he overpowered, you know, I had yeah. nothing. I, I just had my little pole with no, no pound test. Mm -hmm. So I have two poles when I go to that dog beach. There you go. Do you, I know you golf, do you fish? I do don't do? fish, no. no I mean, growing up in Florida by the beach, yeah. I would go fishing with my friends. I'd go on my friend's boats and stuff, but I never enjoyed it. Oh, and I've really? tried a lot of times to go on my friend's boat and I've tried deep water fishing. Yeah. I do some bass fishing around PJ National with my little brother. Oh, okay, cool. So we do some of that, yeah. but I'm not a big... Like in those little lakes? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah we exactly. kiss some slobs, my brother calls them. Yeah, He's 16, like he calls them slobs. Yeah, I love it. Um, but uh, no, I, I never really got into fishing. Yeah. Yeah, I get seasick it, too. It, oh yeah, well, I get a seasick, seasick is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is fishing too slow? I know like... Yeah. Is that part Fishing of it is a little slowing slow. down? It requires like, a lot of patience. Yeah. And you know I'm not good at slowing down. <laughs> Where yeah, golf is kind of the same way. Yeah. Where like you got to have patience and stuff. Yeah, you got to be in the moment, right? Yeah. Like crazy in the moment. But I think the difference of, of why yeah. I like golf more than fishing is that Golf, you can constantly get better and constantly like get, yeah. get better hitting the ball. With fishing, it's just kind of, I, I just feel like you're sitting there. and Yeah, you got to, you know, fishing is kind of amazing. I love it, but because it's all about nature and everything, but you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden you have like moments of chaos or action, right? Whereas like golf is, there's still a lot of waiting compared to other sports, but you know, every couple of minutes there, you got your thing, right? right. How long have you been, I know you played basketball, Forever. right? You grew up playing what? Football and basketball? Uh, yeah, thing? football, basketball, yeah. golf were my main sports. Yeah. Um, and I were you playing. a defensive back? I'm just guessing. I was. I, no I was. Uh, I was like a cornerback. No way. I yeah, just had that feeling. Yeah, you never told me that. Yeah. yeah totally. I was never that good though. Like just being like short and kind of smaller. Right. Was never any. But you look fast though. I mean, you were fast and tough. Yeah. I, I am fast. Yeah. I yeah, and I have a lot it. of energy. Yeah. I can get across the field pretty quickly. Yeah. You hit pretty hard, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had a couple concussions. Right. And my mother wasn't yeah. happy with that. But um, yeah. I stick to golf and now I do the triathletes. So yeah. Tri so tell us about the, tra yeah, the yeah. training and so, how that's going. Honestly, yeah. it was very spontaneous as far as how it started. I'm a certified life coach. Oh, yeah. Forgot to introduce that. Sorry, he's a life I coach. I think you might too. have said that actually. Did I say life coach Maybe too? Maybe you did. All right. <laughs> but, uh, His energy is getting my energy <laughs> up. It's like we got a life coach here yeah. as well. 
One of my clients <laughs> was like, Zach, can you help me run an eight minute mile? Ah. I said, dude, you can do that right now. He goes, no, I really can't. I say, tie your shoes. Yeah. I'm going to tie my shoes. We're going to run together on the phone. I said, you're going right. to pretend this is for a million dollars. And when wow. you think, when you think that you're done for and that your chest bucks, is tight, right. yeah. you're only at 40%. Yeah. It's all mental. Yeah, well, in eight minutes, definitely. Yeah, it's all <laughs> mental. said six minute mile, might have lost him. Right. And uh, he ended up hitting his eight minute mile. I ended yeah. up hitting like a 555. And I was yeah. like, wow, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Yeah. I don't really run often. And then me, I, I go all in on everything I do. Right. The next minute, I'm signing up for an Ironman yeah. triathlete, hiring an endurance coach. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Stuff. So now I've been training yeah. for almost three months. Mm -hmm. I got my first half marathon. Uh, in Orlando, December 13th. Wow. And then I got Boston Marathon qualifiers on February 13th in Arizona. Wow. So I'm, yeah. And, and you know what? It's It's been really good for me. It's given me a lot of purpose as someone who wakes up super early to go to the gym, just yeah, early yeah, riser totally. and, and want to get a lot done in the morning. This time commitment of putting two hour trainings on the calendar. Right. Be like, it's really forcing me to level up and get quality yeah. sleep and be more diligent. I like it to level up is a good expression. Yeah. And, and be more yeah. diligent with my time be management skills. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's giving me more purpose and yeah. it lights a fire in my yeah. soul. And I, I'm feeling good. I feel yeah. great well, mentally, yeah. physically. Yeah. I mean, doing a lot of training, they all pretty much helps though, right? You can't hurt. What's the hardest part for you about the training? What's the most difficult part? The hardest part is, is, it's been an ongoing experiment of my my diet and my nutrition. Got As it. someone who does eat extremely healthy, yeah. you know, I'm burning cl close to 3,000 calories five times a week. It's yeah. important for me to get a lot of food in my body. Yeah. But, um, you know, just listening to my body, listening to my to my head and, and trying to feel how different types of meals and mm -hmm. when I eat, should I eat an hour before my training session? Should I eat two hours before my training yeah. session? But I think the diet has been the biggest challenge for mm -hmm. me. Um, but I enjoy the challenge. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Yeah, so so the diet part's the hardest part. I get that. Uh, for a lot of people, that's the case, right? Food, you know, people struggle with food, right? It's like one of those things that is super, super challenging. In your past, did you like? Were you ever out of shape? Because you look like you're pretty freaking. I don't think right? I was ever out of shape. I was yeah. kind of just like born lean. And yeah, yeah, totally. So, so what do you say to people that are like have struggled with? Yeah, you know, obesity or struggled with food addiction. What do I say to someone yeah. who uh, struggles with obesity and struggles with food addiction? Is just try to get one percent better each and every single day. Wow, you know, look at is, that. This is a, it's a constant journey. Like yeah. we have nowhere to go, we have nothing to achieve, oh, and we have still, nothing to he's accomplish. Stealing a line from me over <laughs> here, by the way. <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're on this constant journey. Um, it's not the destination that we're trying to get to. There's no finish line. You know, we're just appreciating every single step of our mountain. And yeah. if you could just be 1% better, and if yeah. you're dealing with obesity, walk 10,000 steps today, walk 10,001 steps tomorrow, yeah. 10,002 steps on Thursday, X, Y, yeah. But it might, be a, it might be 500 to start, maybe not 10,000 to start, right? Yeah. If you're struggling with obesity, right? I'm yeah. not sure you, how many people can you start at 10,000? Right. 10,000 isn't as much as you think. I mean, it yeah. isn't being like two and a half miles, Yeah. you know, which you could walk in like yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. So... But yeah. no, you're absolutely but right. No, I can tell that you've probably worked mostly with people that are pretty fit because people that start out, you know, like some people really don't, they're not like us. They don't exercise. I exercise every day of my life in some way, but a fair amount of people don't exercise much at all. Right. So you're probably not going to, even though 10,000 steps doesn't sound like a lot for some people, it actually is. Good point. Yeah. Yeah.
That's that Very slowing true. down thing, yeah. being present, like <laughs> nowhere to go, nothing to accomplish, nothing to achieve. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, so what's your favorite part of life right now? My favorite part of life right now, getting closer to God. Getting closer to God. Yeah, no, that's well, we got my a deep part. guy here, so this is interesting. Yeah, getting closer to God every single day is is what. So, I'm what does really that mean? Getting closer to God. I don't let anybody get away with anything in terms of like I'm trying not to make any assumptions here. What so, does that mean? Getting closer yeah. to God. You know, it's funny because it, it kind of like takes on a new meaning as I get closer to God. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Well, what's but, your experience of God? My, to me, it's the experience. Yeah. So my experience of God, I, I'm very spiritual, and I I believe that we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. Wow. And I believe that everything happens yeah. for a reason. Maybe it wasn't like destined to happen that way, or manifested to be that wow. way. But everything does happen for a reason because of karma. Okay. You know, you put good stuff out, you get yeah. good stuff back. You put bad stuff yeah. out, you put bad, you get bad stuff back. Mm. And I feel now, like- is it in this lifetime? Because one of my playful jokes is that, you know, what I mean, I'm going to be all set for next lifetime. <laughs> but who knows about right? The playful part, right, is that you don't know that karma comes back right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. No, that's a good point. So yeah, yeah. for for this lifetime, and that, that's a really good question. Is it for next lifetime too? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. And and as long as you believe and you have that faith and you yeah. have that hope in, in life after death and you have that faith yeah. and hope that, you know, if you do good stuff, good stuff will happen to you. And if we all, yeah. as as the human race did that. God, or even just a, did a little bit. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. So yeah. like that, that's like why I think is getting closer yeah. to God. I, you know, again, we're on this rock spinning in outer space. And I think that uh, there's someone or something, whether it's an alien or, or God or whoever, is, <laughs> is, is watching us. They're yeah. watching us. And they're yeah. like, yo, why are you guys so obsessed yeah. about this election? Why are you guys yeah. so... But what if fr- they're in the shape of a rock or something? Maybe it's not like this alien doesn't... They might be. Right. Well, maybe it's just a spirit. Maybe it's just a cloud of stardust. Who, who right. knows? Um, interesting. Yeah. So this is part of the reason why we connected the way we did, right? Because I do have a similar belief system. I do believe in karma as well. Um, I'm curious, do you believe in past lives though? Do you yes. believe that energy transmits from that there's a soul and it transmits from lifetime to lifetime? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was Martin Luther King or, or George Washington Gandhi or yeah. something. Possibly. Or like a homeless bum or something. Possibly. Well, yeah, that's the complicated part. If you actually believe in this, you start to like, you know, like worry that your like next life might be like a homeless bum or something, right? Where you're like but if you oh, continue God. to stay spiritual, playful, like, right, but you're absolutely but, right, you know, but, but if you continue to, to stay spiritual and you don't have any cravings to anything and you don't have any aversion against yeah. anything and you're not judgmental and, and you are just cultivating inner peace yeah. and joy, whether you're a homeless bum or a right. famous rock star, you're happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm going to do the maybe thing or whatever, but I think it is interesting that, you know, the the thing about you said about cravings or whatever. I wonder if that's possible though, to not have cravings. I know the Buddha pulled that off, but most of us aren't gonna be a Buddha in this lifetime. No, so how do you handle this thing called cravings? And how do you teach some of your clients? Now I know you're doing real estate as well. I'm not too at it, honestly. Yeah. That's probably one of my weaknesses is craving. Yeah. I, I do have a lot of guilty pleasures that yeah. are hard for me to resist, but yeah, we all do. Yeah. And um, keeping it in perspective and having self-compassion. None of us yeah. are perfect, right? Yeah, totally. Be nice to yourself. It's okay, yeah. it's okay to screw up sometimes. Yeah. So really, so the idea is not necessarily to not have cravings, but to 
like really, like you said, get a little bit better each and every day, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to give in to certain ones, right? Because like I do a lot of work with athletes, right? And a lot of work with entrepreneurs too. But the conversations a lot with the adolescent athletes is we have to minimize the drugs and alcohol. We're not cutting it out entirely most of the time. Sometimes it's necessary. You know, some people, as you know, some people can't handle moderation. Mm -hmm. And in that case, they probably do have to cut it all out, which sure. is really difficult. Yeah. But for a lot of people, we need to minimize the right drugs and alcohol, that kind of thing, or porn or whatever the addiction is. We need to minimize the exposure because it interferes with their performance. Yeah. Right. As a triathlete, though, it's almost a little bit different, right? In, in your case, you're not minimizing the right the performance piece you're minimizing these elements that would affect the performance mm, right exactly which would be again drugs alcohol whatever the thing sure. is that slows you down mm -hmm. right in terms yeah. of performance Absolutely. how's that going it's going i mean it's going pretty well i'm making a ton of progress each and every single week yeah feeling good and i got some races coming up where i'll be able to show off my performance and because right it's important that when you train you don't go too hard you yeah. know the, the you real goal injuries though yes and the so real goal is that from the injuries in part right? absolutely yeah and and you know i don't want to make a bunch of steps forward just to make you know two more steps backward right. so it's it's all about really just slowly and continuously making progress each and every day so right. i haven't really been able to you know show off my my high performance capabilities yet mm -hmm. so um and how am i dealing with that i mean i i think i'm doing pretty i'm doing, it's going pretty yeah. well it sounds well. like there's a huge mindfulness piece of this though, right? It's like you're talking about self-awareness. You really are, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing when to sort of like pull it back a little bit, right? So that you don't get injured. Yeah. What do you do to train your mind here? That's what a great question. So obviously everything's an experiment. Yeah. I have some runs where I just the whole time I say, what are you thinking about? 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 And because I'm saying that, I'm not thinking about anything. Ah, so it's like a mantra in a way. It's it's like a mantra. You're using it as a mantra. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you know that that helps me. Um, and then I talk. I, I do a lot of talking to myself. Mm. You know, I'm like walking. I'm like, all right. So what do I want to say to myself? Wow, like look at that tree. That's a gorgeous tree. Yeah. Or oh my gosh, like the wind feels really good at my back right now. Oh, look how nice that condo is. And like and saying it out loud. <laughs> look how nice that condo. Saying is. it out loud, funny, I think, I is like really that. important. You know, yeah. almost like distracting myself yeah. from what I'm doing. Yeah. Because running is has become well, for what you're doing, meaning the pain element. Exactly, of it, right? exactly. Yeah. So yeah, because there's a pain element, right? Of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of helps. Yeah. And again, it's a constant experiment. Yeah, figuring so, out what works. What when you work with a lot of people, though, you realize that everybody's sort of wired a little bit differently, mm -hmm. right? So the key is to then have people figure out, right? To help people figure out what's best for them. Sure. So for you, it sounds like the mantra and the self talk you know, the repetitive mantra and that talking out loud because other people are uncomfortable talking out. I don't have a problem. I mean, we're genetic Jews. I think that might be part of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, we're talking out loud. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, by the way, if you're in New York City and you're talking out loud, it's kind of normal. Like in other places, in, right? Other cultures, other mm -hmm. places, it's like not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But there are certain places where everybody sort of talks to themselves. Yep. <laughs> Right. Very you, true. You haven't spent much time. You went to the University of Florida, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, so tell us about this Big Brother thing. Mm. You know what I mean? This of guy course. was an actor at some point, and like, 
was on TV and had a whole experience around your ego. Yeah. Tell us about that. So uh, in 2014, I was cast to be on a reality show called Big Brother. Mm -hmm. um, and Big Brother is a game with 16 strangers, eight right. guys, eight girls, all competing for half a million dollars through physical competitions, endurance competitions, uh, intelligence competitions. And it's a game show. It's almost like a social experiment social society experience in the sense that like we're all thrown in this house we're completely disconnected from the world and you have to create friendships and allies and be trustworthy likable but also manipulative yeah. you also need to be good at lying which is something i'm not good at i'm yeah. very open and transparent now did you get better at lying for the show did you how did you handle the manipulation no. piece of the show that's a good question i didn't have a strategy Oh. I was 23 well, years 23, old. Yeah, totally. I was 23. I said, hey, look, I'm going to be on TV. This is going to be a good time. Everyone's right. going to see me on their TVs. And uh, I wasn't really going into it. Obviously, I wanted to win. That was the goal. Right. $500,000. It's a lot of money. 23 years old. That, that would that would have been awesome. So um, long story short. Is that tax I, free? Just kidding. No, <laughs> no nothing <laughs> is. And I ended up, uh, ended up coming off the show, made it pretty far, had a good experiment experience. And... Um, after the show, I went into like a deep depression. I just like didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, since then, Did you I moved just, to LA for a while. I moved to New York City. Uh, okay. Because yeah. usually when people get that acting bug thing, it's either New York or LA. Yeah. Right. I tried. I gave it my best shot, but yeah. I'm glad it didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't work out. Do you like it here but as opposed to like New How long were you in yeah. New York for? Only like four months. Oh, got it. Yeah. No, I like it here way better. It's yeah. where I belong near yeah. the beach, yeah. golf course. Yeah. Low property taxes. Yeah. No, no, like, you know, no taxes in terms of income. Yeah. Too, right. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Texas and Florida are just going to be more and more popular. By the minute. Right. By the minute. Yeah. Yeah. You do real estate. So it must be actually a pretty good time right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's kind of tough right now with COVID going on right. and, and inventory is low. But Florida, I thought people are, you know, a lot yeah. of people got out and it got a little oh, bit more. Of course. More. Of course. So but inventories are low. What makes it hard right now for real estate? COVID makes showing a place difficult. What is there's a lot of uh, barriers that stop most agents from doing well. I think competition plays a big part. Now I live in abundance. I'm not the type of person who's gonna be like, oh my god, there's so much competition, I can't make any money. But I think that because the top one percent of real estate agents in Palm Beach County sell. 90%. Is it that much? 90%. I mean, I, I you don't yeah. quote me on those numbers, but... But it's probably something like that. Yeah, the top the agents top. do 40 to 80 mil a year. And then the agents that aren't in the top are struggling to do like six deals a year. Yeah. How so, long have you been doing the real estate? Thing? I've been in real estate now for almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's long enough to sort of get the real feel of the deal, yeah. right? So you must be starting to build out, though, I would imagine, because it's it gets all about easier over. It gets right? easier over time. I have clients yeah. that refer me to their friends, yeah. that refer me to the employee, uh, yeah. co-workers and things like that. Um, and I sold a couple big houses, so that helps me moving yeah. forward. Um, so, yeah. So what's the hardest part of real estate for you? The hardest part of real estate for me, you know, I'm just, I don't really have that passion. Oh, got it. Yeah. Is the life coaching thing more Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, life coaching. Yeah. I love life coaching so much more. It just, I, I feel fulfilled and accomplished when I'm able to change someone's life. Yeah, so you're wired that way, right? As a, I call it wired as a giver or wired to make a difference. Some of us are wired that way, mm -hmm. right? Have you felt like that's true for you? Oh, of course. I've like been since natural... age six, eight? Yeah, when did you my, my whole life I've been a natural coach. I'm always that yeah. guy who's hyping up my friends, who's yeah. there for my friends. 
I'm always that guy who's leading by example. Yeah. You know, I'm not the type of person who talks about what I'm going to do. I yeah. just do it and I fail and I fail fast and I yeah. do it better the next time. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like that leadership piece is really important. And also being able to talk to people and being able to get people to open up because as a coach, as you know, like, you know, we're not there to tell people what to do. Yeah. We're there to co-create. I often say, of course, you know, no cocaine and whores. Like yeah, I yeah, do yeah, say yeah. that occasionally. No. It's a metaphor yeah. for a metaphor. like, you know, not being, you know, too self-sabotaging right? Right. occasionally. Yeah. So, so I've been a natural coach my whole life. Yeah. And now I'm just doing it for a living. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. What are you curious about while you have me here? Anything you want to ask or you're curious about? What do I want to ask Dr. Brad? I mean, I really reached out to you for the first time to learn how you can help me with my races. Like, what can I do mentally to cultivate a better mindset going in because on a macro scale, I'm doing this for fun. I think my purpose, my why of, of why I'm doing this for purpose is, is on point. Where it's like, oh, really yeah, fun. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Fun. I mean, that's I, great. I love training. And also to challenge yourself, yes, right? And too. also to have those, like, it's like a peak performance experience, right? So you want to sure. have that experience. Like, I've done it on golf courses, right? Where you just, like, I was like in a, a, in a club championship match where I was four down at the turn playing like the former club champion. And I caught him on 17 with a birdie and birdied 18 to win. And it was one of those experiences where, you know what I mean? Where literally like I was so high that night, right? Because like, I mean, to catch somebody going for, you know, who was, he's a scratch golfer. He's a one handicap. Were you playing and in I was the same group? Six, no, well, it was, there was four of us, right? So it was okay. like me, at me versus him, and there was another match going on, okay. but we were so dialed in, mm -hmm. right? And then the next day, I played the another former club champion, and I didn't have that same juice, mm -hmm. right? And I lost on the 18th hole mm -hmm. or whatever, but that peak performance experience, birdie in 17 and 18 to win after being four down at the turn, it's kind of like what you're describing as you push yourself through these barriers. Yeah, new PRs every right? single time, new personal yeah. records every single time. Yeah. How fast can I run this time? Yeah. yeah. So the meta, you know, I, I work a lot with meditation, mindfulness, visualization, breath work. You're doing the positive self talk. What are you doing there in terms of meditation? I know you're practicing mindfulness, mm -hmm. but we haven't really talked about the visualization and meditation sure. stuff. Yeah. Are you doing a fair amount of that? Yeah, or? I meditate every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I meditate for uh, 15 minutes in the morning. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. in the morning, uh, as soon as I sit down, I, I really try to. Cult, like cultivate like a sense of presence. I'm, this is where I'm at, and this is what I'm doing. You know, this is what I'm doing, and then from there, I'll do uh, some positive affirmations. I live in abundance. I'm extremely grateful, but not just saying those affirmations, but feeling those affirmations. Literally trying to change the chemical makeup and the physiology of my body as I'm, you know, radiating and 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 projecting out these frequencies from my heart. And then from there, I'll do a body scan from top to bottom and I'll relax my forehead, relax my nose, relax my jaw, relax my shoulders, all the way down to my ankles and my toes. Wow, it's pretty good stuff. So what I think what could help, you know, you're asking about what sort of takes you to the next level. I think as you're in these meditative states is you want to start visualizing and seeing yourself in the performance, seeing yourself running relatively effortlessly without pain, you know, sort of like at your best. The more you see yourself running or swimming or biking at your best, like the more likely you're like, because what happens in visualizations is the mind doesn't really know the difference between the physical 
and what is going on like neurologically there. So that kind of that that visualization experience, because you're the kind of guy that would probably do it often. The more you do it, because I played I like that. Like some of my best rounds of golf have been through visualizations. Like I shot as a six handicap, I shot a 66 twice in my life on it was par 69 course, so it wasn't 72. But I did that by doing meditative states and visualizing for like like every day for a month. And then I go out there. I visualized the 65, by the way. And I went out there and shot a 66. I lipped out for the 65. So you don't always get what you want in this lifetime, as we both know. But that visualization experience, the more you visualize, the better. The more you see in your mind's eye how you want to run. You can even visualize your form. You can visualize your confidence, your ability to handle the pain. You can visualize all of it. And the more you sit in those meditative states and go into those visualizations, I think that'll help more than anything Thank at this you. stage. Yeah. That's good and you're the, he's the kind of guy that will definitely like do it. Yeah. Because some people you talk to about visualizations and they just don't really practice it because it's not always that easy. Everybody, for me, it's never been an automatic. I had to sort of develop that ability. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are better that way than others. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know how you're wired that way. Yeah. No, I, I think I can definitely do that. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that. Really good stuff. Anything else you want to ask while we got you? Anything else? Um, mm -hmm. No, I think that was really helpful. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to keep it in the loop and maybe we can do well, another. You and I are going to golf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That'll be fun. All right. So thank you again, Zach Rance, for yeah. joining us. Life coach, real estate agent, triathlete. I'm Dr. Brett. And if you like what you see, please subscribe to my channel. Thanks a lot. You can find me on Instagram at Zach Rancy, Z-A-C-H-R-A-N-C-E-Y. You can find me on Spotify, Life Coach Zach Podcast, or go to my website, lifecoachzach.com. Thanks a lot. Welcome to See It and Feel It with Dr. Brett.